Hello and welcome to the Faith and Family Matters podcast, where we talk about issues that strengthen our faith and build stronger family connections. Please join us for today's podcast with our host, William Hemphill II, Pastoral Counselor. Hello, everybody. This is William Hemphill, Pastoral Counselor, welcoming you to another broadcast of the Faith and Family Matters podcast. Today, I want to talk about something that I think many of us are going through during this time and season. I want to entitle the podcast, What to Do When You Can't See Your Loved Ones. What to do when you can't see your loved ones. As we know, during the time of the COVID-19 pandemic, one of the things that has been recommended for many of us to do is called social distancing, or the term I like that I heard from someone else, physical distancing. I'll talk a little bit more about that in a moment, why I like physical distancing over social distancing. But part of social distancing, we know, is, of course, being done to limit the spread of the virus and to also allow our medical professionals and medical system to have enough capacity to treat everybody who's dealing with the virus along with various other medical conditions they may be doing work dealing with. First of all, I do also want to say shout out to our medical professionals. We are praying for you. We're thanking you for being on the front lines of this. I have family members who are medical professionals, siblings who are medical professionals. And so they are out there risking their lives every day to make sure that we are in good health. And so we just want to say prayers to them. What to do when you can't see your loved ones? One of the biggest issues that I am running across, though, is that people are dealing with isolation and loneliness. Isolation and loneliness because of social distancing, people aren't able to see people. We're not able to go to church. We're not able to go to parties. We're not able to go to the beach, to movie theaters, to other places. And so because of this, many people are feeling lonely. Expand it to the fact that many jurisdictions, cities, states, counties have done things like limited gatherings to 10 people or fewer. And so it does create an area of loneliness. Then combine it with the fact that many of us often go to work and we do have social engagement at work with our co-workers with our customers, with our clients, with management, whoever it may be. And so now we're not able to engage with a lot of those people. So social distancing is having an effect on people. I've also talked to people who are are unable to see 
their parents or loved ones who are in nursing homes or in hospitals. And so I've heard the grief from many of them. It's like, what do we do during this time? It hurts me so much I can't see my husband. Or it hurts me so much that I can't see my parent. Or my loved one is in the hospital and I can't go to them. Or even my loved one has died and we're having a funeral, but only 10 people are allowed to attend a funeral. What do we do during this time where it can be easy to feel very lonely and to experience a lot of grief? First things first, I do want us to understand that part of what we're experiencing is grief. I like to describe the grief, grief is a loss of something to which we are attached to. Grief is a loss of something or somebody to which we have become attached to or formed a bond with or loved. Normally, we talk about grief in terms of death, but as human beings, we attach to many more things. We attach to the sense of the rhythm of our life. We attach to the ability to be able to go out and do what we want to do probably more so as Americans. We attach to the ability to be able to be with our families or go to our churches or different things like that. So understand that all of us are dealing with a level of grief all around the world because of the change to the way of life. And because of some of that grief, we will be sad at times. We will be angry at times. We will try to bargain with God at times. We will do all of these different things that come along with grief as we learn to adjust. So the first thing is to understand that we are going to grieve. But here's some other things that we can do briefly that can help bring about, I would say some sense of connection, it's not as good as face-to-face -face all the time, but it will help to alleviate some of the loneliness. First thing I say is this, especially if you're a person of faith, pray for your loved ones. Pray for your loved ones. By praying, we can feel some sense of connection to our loved ones, along with a sense of connection to God. When we're praying, we're asking God to watch, protect, and care, and be with our loved ones. We are asking that God's divine grace be present with our loved ones, even when we're unable to do so. So for that spouse that can't see their significant other in the nursing home, so for that child that can't see their parent that's in the hospital, so for that friend that can't go to the other friend's house. Praying allows us to have some type of connection. So I'd say pray for your loved ones because it allows us to have connection with them and connection with God. Number two, I think this one is so interesting. Take advantage of the technology we have to contact our loved ones. Take advantage of the technology we have. 
As we know, I'm a pastoral counselor, and one of the things I do for a living is that I see clients. Usually clients come into my office face-to-face, and we talk about issues like anxiety, depression, stress, career, job. In many cases, we talk about couples, families, marriage, relationships, so on and so forth. We do those things. But in this time and season, because of social distancing, I'm not able to do that as much. So one of the things that I am doing is telemental health. I'm using the technology that's available to allow me to connect to clients even though we're in two different places. Now, I say that because a lot of us are doing that for work. What about doing it to connect with family and friends? What about getting, I don't know, WebEx or Zoom or FaceTime or Skype or using these things where you can have video connections with family and friends? Some of this technology, you even have the capability that if you pay for a certain price to connect multiple people on, so you can almost have a mini virtual family reunion. What about using the technology to help us stay connected with each other? Just like I'm able to stay connected with my clients. It may not be quite the same as face-to-face, but we can still have a meaningful therapeutic relationship. And just like I can have a meaning, meaningful therapeutic relationship with my clients, we can have meaningful relationships with our loved ones, with our friends, with our family, so on and so forth. I know churches that are doing things like using Zoom to have virtual Bible studies. People are on conference calls having virtual Bible studies. I've seen so many churches having services on Facebook or on the internet or whatever else. In other words, using the technology and embracing it to allow us to connect. Number three, do family conference calls. Do family conference calls. This relates, obviously, to number two. But whether you're using free conference or whatever type system you can do, you can use your phone to connect to multiple people. And this allows you to check in with each other. One of the reasons I'm emphasizing the conference call is because a lot of people don't necessarily want to use the video technology, but you can do a conference call. And it's a way for people to stay connected. Number four, what are some ways we can stay connected when we're feeling lonely or what we can do when we can't see loved ones? Number four, don't be afraid to express your needs and feelings. Don't be afraid to express your needs and feelings. During this time, it is important for people to know that they're loved. 
It is important for us to express the feeling to let people know that we love them, we miss them, and care for them. And I would also say vice versa. It's important for us to hear those words. Because sometimes we may not see each other. But when we express those things, whether it's through text, whether it's through FaceTime, whether it's on the phone, it builds a deeper connection. I would almost say now is the time to be a little more vulnerable than instead of being a little less vulnerable. You know how we like to, and I say especially men, show that strong side. We think that we're handling everything, but meanwhile we're trying to break down all on the inside. We all need a place to be vulnerable. I'm going to add something to this. Those of us who are leaders, pastors, counselors, medical professionals, those who have social media communities, tribes as they call them where they lead, all of us need a place where we can connect and be vulnerable also. We need that place because in many ways we're carrying the weight of the world on our shoulders. We're carrying the weight of our parishioners, the weight of our families, the weight of our communities, the weight of our clients on our shoulders. We're carrying that along with our own anxieties. So we need a place also to be vulnerable. So number four, don't be afraid to express your needs, your feelings, your vulnerability, our humanness. Number five, just thinking of some ways to deal with loneliness during this time. Get out the house and take a walk. Get out the house and take a walk. What do I mean by that? Many of us have taken social distancing to mean we have to stay in the house at all times. Unless we are quarantined because of COVID-19, we don't have to stay in the house. We can get out and take a walk or ride our bikes or walk our dogs or do something like that that allows us to go outside, get some sunshine and some fresh air and renew ourselves. We can enjoy nature. We can listen to the birds. We can listen to the waves if you live near the ocean or different things like that. Here's what I'd also add to that. If you see somebody along the path, you can still say hello to them. You don't have to run away. You can say hello, say how you're doing, say what's going on, different things like that. You can figure out how to keep a safe distance to five or six feet or whatever it is we're supposed to keep, but still acknowledge the humanness of another person. I imagine saying hello and smiling would do a great service to people in this time. I imagine saying hello and sharing and recognizing the humanity in somebody else is so important to do. Number six, what to do when we can't see our loved ones. I invite you to think of other creative ways to connect. 
think of other creative ways to connect. I saw a picture recently of a man talking to his mother in the nursing facility. What was so amazing about it was that he was not allowed to go into the facility because the facility was being quarantined. So you know what this man did? He took a chair. He sat outside his mother's window and called her on the phone. By doing this, he created a way to have some type of connection. He saw her visually. She was able to hear his voice. And she was able to know that her son cared about her. Creative ways to connect. What creative ways come to your mind to build connection? I'd invite you to consider them. And then finally, what to do when we can't see our loved ones and we're feeling lonely? Don't stay isolated. Social distancing does not erase our humanity. Don't let our anxiety and fears scare us so much that we stay isolated and don't ever communicate with anybody. Because as human beings, we still need to have some type of contact, especially with our loved ones. So those are just some thoughts I had that I wanted to share with us during this time. It's my prayer that we do things to remember that we are human beings designed for connection, and we use these opportunities as ways to connect, even if on a different level. As we close this particular podcast, I do again want to give a shout out to all of our medical professionals and all of our people who are on the front lines, working with people who are in need during this season. And so I'd ask that we just keep them all in prayer. When we say our prayers in the morning or in the evenings or whenever we do that, keep a medical professional in mind because they are risking their lives so that all of us can live better. Let's say a prayer even now as we close. Lord, we thank you for your grace and your mercy today. We thank you for our medical professionals, those who are on the front lines caring for us. We ask that you keep them safe. We thank you for those who are making supplies for them. We ask that you allow them to be able to make the supplies needed so that they can get to our medical professionals, so they can treat our families, our friends, our loved ones, and even us so that we may be well during this time and season. Guide all of us around the world who are making decisions for many different countries about the best way to treat our world citizens during this time of COVID-19. And as people of faith, 
whenever we get worried or whenever we get anxious, may we cast our cares upon you, O Lord, knowing that you care for us. Thank you for this day. Thank you for your grace. It's in your name, Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. Hello, this is William Hemphill, pastoral counselor. Just wanting to let you know that during this time and season, as we're dealing with COVID-19, if you're experiencing anxiety, depression, grief, or loneliness, please feel free to go to my website, www.williamhemphill.com, or you can go to www.fefeonline.org. There you'll see a link to reach me. I'm doing online therapy, especially for those in the state of Georgia right now. You'll also find some blogs and also some different resources to help you out during this time and this season. If you're feeling nervous or feel suicidal, please go to the nearest hospital or call 911. It's important that we take care of our mental health during this time and season. Again, if you're in the Georgia area, ffeonline.org, you can contact me for mental health counseling during this time and season. Take care and have a good day. Thank you for joining us for today's podcast. We hope that the show has been a blessing to you. If you would like more information on personal counseling, couples counseling, adoptive family counseling, or other products and services, please go to ffeonline.org. For questions about the show, please email us at faithandfamilymatterspodcast at gmail.com. 